everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are. So today it's another podcast session on the Christian Professionals Network. I'm recording on the um, Hadassah's Musing. My name is Chimiopala or Hadassah, some people popularly call me. And um, today I'm going to be talking about a very interesting topic. And um, as usual, this is a very real and down-to-earth platform where we discuss um, everyday encounters, experiences, challenges, and um, information as applicable that um, relates to us as um, Christian professionals in the workplace and how to best represent God in everything we do. And um, today we're going to be talking about getting past guilt when you goof so i'm going to title it getting past guilt but the complete title really is getting past guilt when you goof that's when you've basically um made a mistake or you've erred in the workplace and knowing that we are not perfect we are just um we make we 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 strive towards um progress being better versions of who we are or who we were the day before the year before the time before but the truth is perfection really is is for god he helps us to become better versions of ourselves and you should make your peace with progression and not perfection and enjoy enjoy the journey while at it and trust god to help you so in the understanding of the clarity of the fact that we're not perfect i am sure that every single person that is listening to me right now has made mistakes in their career poor decisions poor actions uninformed decisions it can and could have taken different forms but you must have made one or two or many mistakes so far in your career journey i have and um, we're going to talk about that today and as usual we're going to be looking at a bible story of a man that made a mistake and how he got past it because one of the things that the devil does is he tries to hold us down with flagging our imperfections our mistakes and the 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 faults and the flaws that we have and i heard something that was so apt from um joyce meyer that you need to differentiate between your who and your do you must always remember who you are in god and even when the things you do you do not like them when you do things that are wrong when you make mistakes not saying that you should go out of your way to make mistakes because you know that this is who i am no Um, but you must understand that even though I make mistakes, even though I do things wrong sometimes, even though I seem not to um, perform to supposed expected standard, it does not change who I am in God. I know I also read or listened to a a podcast recently and he said something very apt. I think it was Dr. Josh Straub. He said, until you understand whose you are, you will keep searching for who you are and um, that's basically planting your identity firmly so as much as we speak about excellence thriving being the best in the workplace you must remember whose you are and learn how to separate your who from your do i make mistakes that's what i do but it does not change the fact that i am god's best and god's choice so now down to the story 
and i'm going to be talking about david one of the very very interesting men that i love in the bible because this was a man that was full of flaws but his heart was just always right and he knew how to find his way back to god regardless of what he did and today we're going to be talking about one of the vilest offenses that he committed which was um the story of david and Bathsheba and uriah i'm not going to read the entire thing i'm just going to talk through it and bring out the points and um second samuel so it's basically second samuel chapter 11 second samuel chapter 12 that those are the chapters i just read from verse 1 that's um chapter 11 it says um in the spring at the time when kings go off to war david sent joab out with the king's men and the whole israelite army so first mistake he made like we always do we try to juxtapose the bible stories to our practical everyday possibly professional life kings were going out to war line managers bosses were basically leading projects spearheading tasks but he over delegated here that was the first mistake he made kings were going out to war david decided to stay at home he was counting too many victories actually i've promoted me several times i've gotten so many commendation emails and letters for projects well done and delivered i beg let me rest on my laurels let me chill let me delegate this to someone else. As a leader, yes, you must always learn to delegate, but you must, as a professional, at whatever level and cater you are, you must be careful and wary of making the mistake of over-delegation. You can be susceptible to it, especially when you now rise to a particular level of leadership where you now feel like you're okay, you're comfortable, you have arrived. You must be very careful not to over-delegate because this was how David got himself into trouble. He was meant to go out to war. Kings were going to war. Verse 1, literally, 2 Samuel 11, 1. So in the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, there are some projects. So it says there are the times king go off to, kings go off to war, there are the times they send their men out to war. Don't send your men out to war when you should be going off to war. And don't go off to war when you're supposed to be sending your men off to war. It's that balance, striking the balance. Knowing when to take on the task and spearhead yourself and get the support you need, but leading it and knowing when to delegate and then supervise. Don't mix it up. That was what David did here. A project he was supposed to have taken on, he went to delegate and that was where his problem started because he was, when he was supposed to be working, he was supposed to be delivering on the project, he sent it to somebody else. The person even tried and delivered, but he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he found Bathsheba and he did what he was not supposed to do. He goofed basically. And that goof, knowing the devil and how wicked he is, he breathed other things, other mistakes. He goofed, he slept with a woman that is not his wife, with, with a man that went, went to war. The direct report that you sent out to go and do the work, you now decided to tamper with the appraiser. You wrongly misjudged him or her. It, it, could, it could represent anything. I know it's easy to always say, okay, we talk about bad bosses, praying against this, when you are wrongly treated and all of all that. But at times, at times, if you're honest, you probably have found yourself in the position where you were the boss or you were the person that you were being prayed about. You treated somebody unfairly, you misjudged a direct report, a superordinate or a subordinate or a pair. You, you, you accused someone falsely, you didn't have the entire information, you did not take a decision objectively as a team lead. You were biased before you even had all the information. You relied only on intuition. You did not have any information to back it up as a leader. It could represent anything, literally. And then you goofed. And then the mistakes now birthed something else. 
And instead of him taking responsibility at this point, okay, he found out that Bachiba has gotten pregnant too. Instead of him to take the responsibility, apologize to you, or take whatever the consequences, he still tried to cover it up. Because I mean, I'm the boss, I can't look wrong. Oh, I goofed, I was supposed to lead on this project though. Okay, now I've made a bad move. Instead of him to own up and start fixing it from there, accountability is something you must learn at every cadre of your professional life. You must learn to be accountable for your actions regardless of the consequence but he was trying to cover the consequence of the bad decision he has already made he made another one. Oh, send uriah back send him back send him back let's see how we can peg this on him how many of you really and you've pegged things on people pairs people that basically could not fight for themselves at the point or you made the wrong decision and you quickly found a peg to hang it on you know that eventually you were the one that made the bad call but no just because you can't afford to look bad it's easier for this person to take the fall and sent Uriah back. Uriah refused to fall for it because he was a man of integrity. And David now sent in 14. He says in the morning, David wrote, so you have to read the entire story. As usual, I'm just going to paraphrase because um, um, I want to still stay within our time frame. Verse 14 of chapter 11, he says in the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. And he, he wrote, he said, put Uriah out in the front where the fighting is fiercest. Then withdraw him withdraw from him so he can be struck down to die he basically sold out a team member to cover up for his own flaws this was bad like he betrayed a member of his team just to cover up for a mistake that he made this was what david did here and of course like the bible says the eyes god cannot be mocked whatever a man sows he can he will reap and god's eyes runs to and through the earth he sees every single thing even if you make all those decisions and those calls judgment calls good or bad in secret god always sees and as a christian professional remember i say all the time you are first accountable to god before any line manager that you report to before any organization you are first accountable to god the scripture one of our major guiding scriptures that says whatever you do do it with all your heart as unto god and not unto man verse 12 second samuel verse 12 i'm going to jump to it and of course um David went about his business. Oh, problem solved. Yeah, this guy has been sacked. Hey, they put this guy on PIP. Hey, yeah. Now Uriah is dead. Kai, they've suspended him or, or they fired him. He has lost his job. Oh, I'm so sorry. Don't worry. Oh, I will rec- I'll give you a good letter of recommendation to get a job somewhere else. And you know that honestly, deep down in your heart, the good force yours. And then verse 12. Um, God sent Nathan the prophet to David. And he started telling the story, of course. There was this traveler... He was speaking in parables that had that that basically there was this poor man that had just one little lamb and there was a rich man that had so many so many lambs and the traveler came to visit him and can you believe that this greedy selfish rich man took the only tiny lamb that this poor man had to use to prepare food for his traveler and david was livid a righteous indignation what who did this in my kingdom who is the person you've heard basically who is this person let's get him fired immediately we don't we're a company of we have a culture of integrity open honest and transparent we're a hot culture hot organization we don't do all this went on and on and nathan said it's you all the shouting all the fingers are pointing is right back at you you goofed verse um seven nathan said you are the man this is what the lord god says I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house. And as if all oh, this, no times you can just really get too selfish. 
sometimes human nature as in there will always be a war within your with your flesh and your spirit man make your peace with that and just decide that you always as much as is possible and as the holy spirit helps you let your spirit win and there's something david did which is the point we are getting to verse 13 after nathan had told him everything he did he did not try to defend he didn't try to justify so now to the point whenever you have made a mistake you have heard you have delivered suboptimally you know that this was not my best work but still i put it forward you know that i could have done better than this you know this was not a good judgment call you know i just accused accused somebody i didn't make an objective decision this was done from a place of bias whatever it is i just oh i just lied oh i just misinterpreted this data and it has cost this organization whatever it is the first thing David did, he did not try to defend, justify, or cover any further. Because he had already seen that the cover-up has ruined him. It did not help. He tried to cover the first time when Bathsheba was pregnant. And that's what even got him here. He made the problem worse. So he realized when he was called out, he didn't cover up. Whenever you are called out, whenever you make a mistake, do not cover up. Own up. That is the expectation. I know this is a hard conversation to have. Because I always like, yes, do this, do that. Whenever you are called out, whenever you goof, own up take responsibility it's the right thing to do as a christian i always emphasize that part christian professional your first identity is first christian that's why you're a christian professional because you are a christian because you're a christian and it says david quickly said verse 13 it says i have sinned against the lord he didn't try to discuss justify argue he admitted i was wrong and that was where the change started. Initially, when Bathsheba got pregnant, he was still trying to play smart and cover up. Oh, bring Uriah, let him lay with his wife. So by the time we model up everything, they'll say it's his child and all. He was still trying to play sneaky with God. But at the point where he admitted, I was wrong. I have goofed verse 13, um, um, chapter 12, Second Samuel 12, verse 13. Then David replied, after Nathan broke down everything for him, he said, I've sinned against the Lord. Nathan said something. He said, the Lord has taken away your sin. You're not going to die. And remember, at this time, Jesus had not come. So we even have higher redemption. Jesus had not come here. This was just a man with a pure heart that sincerely acknowledged his wrong and repented. Immediately, he opened his mouth and said, I've sinned against the Lord. Nathan said, your sins have been forgiven. You're not going to die. The consequences might not be taken away because the truth is that's one of the reasons my pastor says it all the time. God hates sin. Not really because he does not want you to enjoy life because I don't even know how sin is enjoying life to start with. Because of the consequences of sin, sin will destroy you. God had forgiven David, yes, but it did not change the fact that the consequence of the action is that Bathsheba got pregnant and he was punished and that child died. He still dealt with the pain of the consequence of the action, even though God had forgiven him. It was clear here, verse 13. It says, Nathan said, the Lord has taken away your sin. You are forgiven and you will not die. Okay, you'll not lose your job. But that PIPO, that suspension, that pay cut, whatever, that loss of bonus, you take the consequence and take the learnings. Don't fall for the guilt of shame. Don't fall for the guilt of comparison. Don't fall for the guilt of judging yourself. Don't fall for the, the mistake of sanctimony. That was what David was trying to do initially. Cover up. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm flawless. No, no, no. Let's look for a way to cover up. Until they accepted. Then things started changing. He accepted the consequences that came from it. While Nathan said, I said, okay, but the child will die. Be taken away from him and all that. The child now fell sick. He started praying, 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 praying. 
the child was not healed, the child died. In verse um, 23, when the child was sick, David was fasting, was praying, was doing everything. Verse 23, when the child died, David said, Now that the child is dead, I can't kill myself. I cannot bring him back. I cannot die with him. Please give me food. Let me eat. Once you repent, you move on. The devil likes us to draw. You know why it's important to get past guilt? Because you can't move forward if you don't get past it. And the truth is, once you repent, God forgives immediately. Whatever bad choice you have made and it affected even not, not just you, your team or other people or someone else, repent and move on. People might want to point fingers, human beings. They will want to remind you, especially in the same place, in the same workplace. Is it not this person that got this girl fired? I got that guy fired, could not even put together a good report, almost got the whole team on suspension. Move on. Like, I think I saw that popular saying sometime on Instagram, like, um, um, how do you put it again? Judging me by my past is like going to my old house to look for me. I don't live there anymore. And the property there does not belong to me. Something like that. So refuse to be drowned in guilt. Be like David. Acknowledge, acknowledge and move on immediately. Whatever the consequences, take it with your full chest and move on. Guess what? From that same mistake, God birthed the next king. That same wrong affair. It was still from Bathsheba that Solomon, the next king of Israel, who still to today is the richest man that's ever lived, was better from that same mistake. But it started first with repentance, acknowledgement and repentance. You must be accountable in your profession, whatever industry, you must always remember that you are first accountable to God. When you make a mistake, when you goof, acknowledge, repent and ask God for help. From that same mistake, that was where Solomon, one of the greatest kings that lived, was birthed. Because David acknowledged his mistakes, he repented, he accepted the consequences and he moved on. And God birthed something new out of it. Don't drown yourself. Bible says, I think in Isaiah 43 verse 18 and 19, God says, forget the former things, don't dwell on the past. He says, I'm doing a new thing. It's springing forth, don't you perceive it? He says, I'm making a way in the wilderness and creating rivers in the desert. God can create beautiful things out of seemingly impossible situations. No matter how badly you think you have messed up or you have goofed, or you have gotten your team members or people into trouble. God can recreate beautiful things out of seemingly impossible situations. So no matter how much you have goofed, don't dwell on it with guilt. Acknowledge, accept, repent, and move on. Ask God to help you to move on. And trust Him. That learning and experience, I think I heard it in either one of these professional podcasts or a book I read somewhere, Sha that um a a ceo had one of his top execs made a mistake that cost the company millions of dollars and the guy was literally shivering almost pissing his pants and the ceo said he thought he was going to lose his job the ceo said what you just got an invaluable lesson that cost millions of millions of dollars you're not going anywhere you're going to stay here so i've, I've now paid as in i've paid the price if i now fire you somebody else now can benefit from the mistake of this learning nope You've just gotten a $1 million lecture. You're not going anywhere. You will stay here and you will use that mistake and experience to be more productive and me and teach others to ensure that they don't make the same mistake anymore. That's a wise boss. So when you make mistakes, as you have acknowledged and repented and accepted, ask God to help you to make something beautiful out of it. No matter the goof, don't drown in guilt. Ask God to help you to make something beautiful out of it. 
that's what i wanted to share with you today because the truth is we're not perfect i made mistakes i made mistakes eh? and i wanted to blame it on my boss and after it was sometimes you don't even realize it immediately there is we just said come 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 you know your behavior is bad this thing you did this is this is all you you could have done this better you're making excuses now your boss is wicked my boss is this. nope your boss is not perfect but this one is on you you must always be malleable enough for the Holy Spirit to convict and mold you. Because sometimes you'll be screaming and pointing fingers. Bad boss, bad subordinate, wicked subordinate. Nah, at times it's actually for you to look inwards. And when you see your flaws, like David prayed, he said, God, search my heart. You know me, search my heart. Show me any sin or anything that is wrong in me and help me fix it. It's not for you to drown in guilt. Oh God, I'm so this. Oh, I can be quite laid back. Oh God, I don't pay attention to this. I'm not as meticulous. Oh, this is such mediocre work. Don't dwell in it. Remember, you must learn to differentiate your who from your do. Who are you? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have the mind of Christ. You have an excellent spirit. You are an excellent professional. Do you make mistakes? Yes. But it does not in any way alter who you are. Imagine if you're a parent. You have a child and the child makes mistakes. Does it in any way tamper with the identity you have bearing your last name and being your child? If that child should ever scream or you hear them playing outside and they struggle, won't you run? Will you be counting? Um, so let me see if you are deserving of my help. Did you do your chores? No, you're not going to do that. So why do we think even less of God that, that, that is God? This is us in our human flawed state. So you must learn to get past guilty even when you goof and trust God to help you to make something beautiful out of it. I pray and I hope that this has blessed someone today and thank you. God bless you. Um, so please feel free to join us on Clubhouse Christian Professionals Network. Um, we're having our next monthly meeting this Saturday, the 2nd of July. So we typically meet, um, have our monthly mentorship sessions, like we call it, every first Saturday of the month. And it holds by 5 p.m. Um, on Clubhouse. So please feel free to look out for Christian Professionals Network. It's under Chimiopala. It's under my, um, I can think, my Clubhouse platform. So thank you, everyone. Um, God bless you. And enjoy what is left of your day. Or for those that the day is just starting, enjoy your day. Bye.